All right, welcome back to Humans of Grappling. We have a returning guest, first time uh, a guest has returned to the podcast, Ryan Shaloya. How are you doing? Doing great. Thanks for having me on, Mike. I, I actually know how to uh, pronounce your last name, so you do. I, I can actually, I can actually, uh, <clears throat> yeah, I was proud to say that. So, yeah, um, what's uh, what have you been learning recently that makes you excited about jujitsu? Oof, that's an easy one. Oh yeah. Um, I've been, I, I've been on on some uh, deep thoughts late at night um, about the mechanics of sweeping. Okay. So I've been trying to distill the guard position down into much simpler ideas and uh, be able to raise someone's competency in the guard position very quickly. Mm-hmm. So what I've been looking at is a lot of the sweeps from open guard have the same mechanics, even though they're expressed in many different ways. Okay. So um, to give you some example, like the tripod sweep, if uh, you or any of your your viewers know the the humble tripod sweep taught in most fundamentals classes, Mm -hmm. looking at why that is taught in the fundamentals class is because it's it's the most like basic um, expression of that simple mechanic of uh, pushing on the hip, pulling on the foot, and pulling on the other leg as well. And if you look at a lot of other sweeps, for example, the single leg X guard sweep, um, the mechanics of the single leg X guard and the tripod sweep are the same. Mm. Yeah, yeah. You're you're pulling the foot, you're pushing the hip, <clears throat> and you're getting their butt to the mat. Yes, yes. So yeah. it gives it gives a lot of like purpose and directionality to all of the other sweeps if you understand the foundational mechanics that are behind the techniques. Mm-hmm. Mike and I have been on a little bit of a trip lately in our uh, in our group chats and stuff. Saying that uh, you know techniques are, are are okay, I guess, but there are things way more powerful than techniques themselves. And mm. so far, I've been looking at distilling all of the mechanics down of the open guard sweep. So I teach the mechanics, and if I teach you know three or four mechanics, I, I've shown thirty or forty sweeps um, that just are expressions or representations of that mechanic. Right. Yeah, that's cool, and that's sort of what I've to, to connect it to my last guest, uh, Greg Souders is that the sweeping is like your, the, it's the job of the bottom person to get on top, right? Like that, that's, that's the idea behind sweeping. You don't want to, you don't want to be on bottom and you do that by off balancing people and the off balance here, or he, he calls it destabilization. I don't know why he likes his own terminology, but most people say off balance or Kazushi or whatever. And uh, yeah, getting either the hands or the butt to the mat. And I think that was an interesting like dilemma or interesting like either or um, that he like encapsulates in his like one paragraph of jujitsu. Like he, he can, you can summarize, he can summarize jujitsu in like one note card. And I think that was a, a powerful idea that I walked away with. Um, from talking, like listening to all this stuff and then talking to him is like, yeah. And that's what I do sweeping too, is like I, um, I like the, uh, 
the table leg uh, analogy of like if you take a table leg away from somebody that you've got four, four, four posts in your stable. If you take one away, you trap one and you roll them over that, then that's a sweep, right? <clears throat> but it's a, uh, yeah, ultimately you're, you're trying to get people to their butts is like the, the put them into guard. And that, that's, that's like a key thing for me in deep half is like when I like do a Homer Simpson sweep, I, I walk their extend their leg out and then I turn and the turn, um, to come on top is like putting them to their butt. So that, that connects a lot of like dots for me. And yeah, like you mentioned, like, yeah, mechanics, like are, are threads through everything. For, uh, for all of the non 10th planet uh, people out there, uh, yeah. which one's the Homer Simpson sweep? Uh, it's a deep half. Well, it's it's a standard jujitsu terminology, Homer Simpson. So it's where, where you you're like, like over and you take like the knee to the floor. Um, it's not quite taking the knee to the floor. It's um, it's more like uh, you're you're walking. So you have the the knee and hiding the hand. And you're walking, 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 and then okay. you you turn. Okay. Back up in the other direction. Yeah. Yep. I, I'm impressed that I can like demonstrate that and that <laughs> it, it, it like kind of makes sense here. I can yeah. show like yeah. So uh, my instructor is yeah. very Brazilian. He's never the Homer Simpson <laughs> sweep <laughs> got over uh, that uh, exact term, but um, I know the I sweep see. that you're referring to. I see. Just, uh, to expound, I don't mean to interrupt you. I'm sorry, but just no, no. Yeah, go ahead. That you're saying is that the off balancing is so so vitally important. And I, I think um, that it's, it's seldom like not taught enough where people are like, oh, yeah, yeah, you should off balance your opponent. And it's, it's usually shown as like a detail mm -hmm. in a technique that, that you're doing. Um, and re reversed around, just like the headquarters position in uh, guard passing, a lot of instructors teach that you're going to go to this headquarters position first. And then you're going to do the the past the past next, but they they're not explaining the um, the actual power of the headquarters position that you could do so many different passes from that particular spot. Mm -hmm. and I think about off balancing in the same way. So in a private I had with uh, with John, a mutual friend of ours, um, I taught off balancing as a topic in itself, and from all of the major guards how are we off balancing and then creating action reaction where they resist the off balancing in one direction and they give us what we want in the other direction mm -hmm. which will have sweeps on opposing sides waiting for them uh, so that we could properly use off balancing to our advantage just like on the homer simpson sweep if you want to get that sweep going in in one direction first you start in the opposite direction so that they give the sweep to you yeah. I think that's so important to uh, to teach, recognize, and be able to enact out on the mat. Yeah, <clears throat> and making like a, a principle of like they, if you off balance them, then they have to react and like correct it, or else they give up something, right? Like that's yes. just as a I don't know how how I've been trying to like as I've like understood time the concept of timing better. It's it's not like seconds of time or anything like that it's like right. sequence like it's like my action their action my action my and then like if i can do more of my actions then they have to react to my actions 
and um that uh yeah the 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 more you make them have to react they're not playing their game i think that's the 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 biggest thing um actually like i I, I heard of this a long time ago, like from my first instructor, Dave Camarillo. He said, Mar- like he went and took a private with Marcelo Garcia. And he was like, Marcelo was like, uh, the more you attack, the more they have to defend. And he, it's like, oh my God, like that, like it's so simple, right? And mm-hmm. it's, uh, you don't uh, have to worry about defense if as much, like I'm sure they, there's counters and all that kind of stuff, but if you or like a Gordon Ryan and Danaher talk about like offensive loops and whatnot, they just kind of, I think it's just different perspectives on the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, teaching the, the when behind a technique is so important mm-hmm. that most people teach uh, the how, how to actually move your body yeah. to make the technique work, which is important. If you don't know how to do that, there's, there's no technique that you're doing, but sure. teaching the when for example, when you um, off-balance someone, you put their hand on the floor, that when is important because then you could lock up a triangle choke. You've mm-hmm. created the one-arm-in, one-arm-out situation for the triangle to be uh, then available to you. So um, there's there's so many cues, so many uh, ways to show, okay, this is when you do this technique, and I think that that's lost on a lot of, of jiu-jitsu practitioners a lot of times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you're... You want to do stuff, but you can't like force it. You you can't, it has to be, um, one of the black belts I train with Richie Castro. He's, um, he's really like, he's very influential in my game and he's like, yeah, you're just knocking on doors. And then if a door isn't open, you just go to the next one, knock on it. And if it opens, then it should like technique should feel effortless. Like it shouldn't feel like you have to really muscle anything. Yep. Yep. And I mean, it works for him because he's like 150 pounds and he like destroys me. So it's, if anybody is like actually good at jujitsu, it's him. Like, cause he can like take on yeah much bigger guys and, uh, he's very, whatever he he's, he's still like miles ahead of us in technique, even though I can like use muscle and like <laughs> kind of overpower him a little bit sometimes it's just. He's still like on my back. He's still uh, a step ahead, a quote unquote step ahead. Mm-hmm. Uh, wh- whether that exists or not, it's, I don't know, like loops and whatever. Like I'm not able to get any of my offense going. He's always like in the pocket. He's doing what he wants to do. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, but so how's, uh, how, I-, I guess you've had to like really, since you've been out with uh, several different injuries, hip injuries, and uh, going about learning the stuff without necessarily applying it. How, how does that work for you? Um, well, I got some flashcards over there uh-huh. that I, I sift through on instructionals that I like. I make flashcards yeah. and I try to uh, write all the important elements down. But yeah. there becomes a certain point where uh, you already have like a lot of ideas um or like let me be more specific for example taking the mechanics that i was talking about Mm -hmm. i could go back in my mind and think about like okay what are all the sweeps 
that I know from Open Guard. And then I could be like, okay, this one is an expression of this mechanic. This one is a, an expression of this other mechanic. This one, uh, and I could sort of like uh, reorganize and reclassify different systems in my mind about mm -hmm. how, how I think about things. And I think that that is, is very helpful. And mm -hmm. um, I also have like, I still spend a lot of time at the school. I still always am participating in like uh, just showing up to classes. Mm -hmm. And I, uh, like a lot of people ask me questions. I'm, I'm always happy to answer any questions or try to answer any questions. You know, even if mm -hmm. I don't know it, then that's a, a, a great place for me because then I could learn, research, and, and try to figure out the answer to that question. Mm -hmm. And um, one of my favorite things to do is like drop little nuggets of information w based on what I see and where someone's at in that current in that current moment. And then mm -hmm. I uh, live vicariously through them. I see them blossom um, and become great and take a piece of what I was saying and add it to their actual game and their actual style. So uh, just being able to reorient my own brain and um, distill things down into simpler ideas and simpler concepts and expressions of the same thing I think mm -hmm. it's important and then being able to look at jujitsu from all those different like principles, concepts, contexts, and perspectives, I think it is, uh, is a great way to like grow intellectually. Mm -hmm. um, there's the flashcards for like the actual breadth of the amount of techniques that right. sometimes I, uh, th that's hard for anybody to like fully wrap their head around. Sure. And then also like, uh, giving some techniques to some students and then seeing them them flourish and then blossom. And I, I said something along these lines on the Pancreation Philosophy Podcast, and I don't mean to be like, oh, I saw something cool on an instructional and I told, like, Yoshimo to do it over there. <laughs> I was like, hmm, maybe that didn't come out right. But, um, usually there are things that I, I trust and have used many, many times myself. Yeah. Um, or they're from a source that I truly, truly trust, like a Danaher or like a Marcelo Garcia. Sure. And that express an idea or a principle that I already know and understand. So mm -hmm. I'm not just like trying to <laughs> YouTube techniques on people. Right. They work, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And that, that's interesting because, yeah, your, your method. So you still apply it. It's just somebody else is applying it for you, like on your behalf, like you're delegating saying, Hey, like, I think this would work well for you. Uh, let's have you like work on this or whatever. And, mm -hmm. uh, I think, yeah, that, that's cool to like a way to pass on your knowledge and use your knowledge without like, I don't know, get getting, uh, depressed that you're not doing it yourself. Like <laughs> I, I've, I've only, uh, I, I've only like, I I've been out like, for, I don't know, a couple weeks with like different like infections and shit like that. I've, I had like a skin infection on my chin. Now I have like cellulitis on my arm and it's just been, I don't know, I'm going a little stir crazy without training. So I, I can only imagine what, what it's like for you and how you have to like re let, like we talked about this last time, but like, um, redefining purpose or re refocusing, um, what you, uh, get out of training or teaching and 
but like, like your, your, your focus is a little bit different than what you, you expected it to be. Well, you know, I've, I've fallen in love with jujitsu in just a different way in, mm -hmm. um, in upgrading the software as yeah. you've said, and, yeah. uh, you know, using other people's hardware to sure. Yeah. Enact it. But, yeah. um, you know, jujitsu is such a, a, a powerful tool and mm. um, it can be used in many, many different ways and mm. circumstances. And, uh, you know, like it's been wild taking this time to study jujitsu because then you, um, you realize like how much you were missing when you just got like lost in the physicality of things. Sure. And, uh, you can even see like where a lot of black belts or a lot a lot of people that get um that keep on coming to class like get lost in a cycle where they're just like doing physical exercise almost sure and that they're not like stimulating their brain and and have that constant thirst or hunger to improve and to uh to download new information so it's been uh, crazy to see almost the other side. I think it's almost equally crazy to just go to a jiu-jitsu class just for a workout when it is such a mentally stimulating uh, and fascinating topic to study. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I mean, yeah, that that's the that's the nerd in us. Uh, we're we're in the like, yeah, over analysis camp, or or depending <laughs> how however you look at it. We, we want to, yeah, just like go fully deep into this thing and know as much as we can about it, even though it's knowing all of it is unknowable, but we, we want to like <clears throat> figure out how to traverse as much of the technique graph as possible. Like I imagine as like, you know, uh, sort of like, uh, nodes and like lines between circles, sort like you're like a, uh, mind map kind of thing right mm -hmm. so you say oh the half guard we can do dog fight we can do deep half we can do whatever and like we can there's i in computer science there's they make a big deal about graph theory and like how there there are certain properties to nodes and connections between them and i just say like it's graph traversal like we're, we're just going through all these different positions and um we're finding all of the different ways to go between these, like, I mean, depending who you talk to now, they're either defined techniques or they're not, or they're, they don't even exist. Like I, I don't know what to believe anymore, but, um, <laughs> I, I guess, yeah, that to your point of like passing on technique, I feel like that's a, a way I mean, in, in a way you're paying it forward. Like you're, you're, you're like, Hey, I use this. It worked out well for me. I think it's, it'll work out well for you. Um, it's sort of like, yeah, it's how we affect each other. It's how we can like pass on our, not, not our genes, but the memes, like the original term meme, um, is like this idea that, uh, is like ideas have, uh, some sort of like, uh, not not genetic history, but like they, they, they have parts to them and they can be like shaped over time and they, they pass from person to person. So in a way it's, it's how you live forever is like through the ideas that you spread. 
Right. A lot of different directions you could go in that. One would be, yeah. is that what you want to do because of your overall fear of death? Yeah. You, you can go into what are memes where it's yeah. like, okay, these are the same things that we were making on, on cave walls or, or like political cartoons are now memes. Yeah. Um, and then I have a third thought about just what you were saying in, uh, in half guard and my professor was always really, really good at half guard. That was like his a game, mm -hmm. how he would express to us the certain mechanic that made the half guard work, mm. uh, rather than the technique itself. Mm, okay. Just to give a quick example of sure. that, you feel free to ask me on any of the other things I mentioned, but yeah. um, like your, your leg being pushed outward, uh, your lower leg being pushed outward and your, your knee being pushed inward to create that like internal hip rotation mm -hmm. um, is such an important idea that, that encapsulates so many half guard sweeps so like the lockdown um a lot of like what you're doing with the lockdown right is is you're taking that that lower leg and you're torquing it out in a particular direction which causes that internal rotation on the hip mm -hmm. and you get a lot of your sweeps from that the dog fight is the same idea you're torquing the outside of the knee in that same direction mm -hmm. the lower leg shift or the cosoto hook as um, it's sometimes called, like allows you to take the guy's knee off the floor and torque the the leg in such a way that it gives you that half guard sweep. So distilling things down to the actual mechanics are so are so, are so much more powerful than uh, the technique because then you just you just learn. Okay, I just need to get really good at manipulating this mechanic throughout all these different uh, methods. Right, and that's we'll, we'll get, circle back to memes because I think we. Uh, I, I know you're a meme lord, and uh, you you, you, you enjoy <laughs> you enjoy memes. So, but yes, yeah, st sticking on half guard for a little bit, um, yeah, or or just guards and sweeping in general. Um, that's kind of yeah what I've found with knowing how to like with the table leg analogy, like where I can find sweeps where. Like, nobody's taught me a sweep here. Like, I've never learned the specific technique for it. But it's just like, oh, I have this guy's arm. I have it covered. Uh, or, uh, th actually, this one is, uh, I I'm, I'm particularly proud of this one. So it's like, they have, like, a head and arm choke on me. And they're trying to get a head and arm choke. Um, but that means their elbow is committed to, like, the side of my neck. And I can, like, cover that. And then I can turn and roll and then come on top. Like, that's... If they're, like, too far, like, over on, if they have their body weight on me, then I can, like, turn them, roll them over. No, nobody has taught me that, like, uh, whatever, defense or any, anything like that. It's just like, okay, I have, I have a table leg. I've secured a table leg, and I can push them over that, that way and put them on, uh, put them, put them in guard. So, uh, yeah, knowing how things work is valuable, but yeah, like how do you teach that to a white belt? It's like, you, you have to, you have to, you have to give them something, right. Or like, how, how do you teach white belts? What, what's like the first thing you teach white belts? <laughs> um, well, that's a whole different topic. <laughs> uh, 
But, uh, you know, I think first, before you even teach the white belt, you got to know, like, why he walked in the door. So, I see. Um, being able to, like, establish, like, what are the goals of the person that is coming through the door and to try to teach them in a way that, uh, that benefits them the most and, and like, provides an actual value or to use jujitsu as a tool mm -hmm. to help that person achieve those goals i think is is like step number one mm -hmm. sure yeah because you have to know what yeah what they want like what, what are you trying to get out of this and get right. at least show it to them the first day so they sign up and then do a bait and switch no just kidding they you <laughs> They, they they sign up for one reason and then they stick around for others right like that's right. that's sort of like you can't that that's one thing that i've um that i've found is that the culture in the gym is what makes people stick around like that that's um my uh my coach coach casey he uh he says culture is king or like culture is number one it, like people have to want to be here and like the people here um, because we're going to see each other every day. Like we, we can't like be, um, I don't know. We can't have like a, a negative culture where nobody wants to show up and like nobody keeps their membership uh, on renewal or whatever. So yeah, for, for a person, they may sign up for self-defense. They may sign up for fitness. They may sign up, uh, because they want to train UFC bro. Like, then they like stick around for the people and that that's sort of like how i i feel is jujitsu's secret sauce is that it's it's a place it's a social place um that is imbued with great meaning and that is a rare thing to have as an adult in in this current day and age well said yeah well said yeah, so it's it's because I was just reading this. Um, I, I I this is like a a big like sticking point for me because I'm like I, I read this uh, thread on Hacker News. It's like this nerd tech bro website where we like complain about our uh, easy lives, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> we we <laughs> Ryan wants to has taken some programming classes and yeah. He, he's he somewhat sympathizes but um and yesterday there was this thread of like people debating whether to return to office or to work from home indefinitely and the one guy who was like most pro return to office was like i have no friends i'm in um a city that i don't know anybody in the city and i use work as a place for socialization and I'm like, I don't need that. I've worked remotely for five years now and I've never felt the need to like go back into the office for socialization because jujitsu is my social life. Like that's, that is the thing that I get to see my friends every day, like five days a week. That's unheard of in adult life. Like you have to like plan weeks in advance for the, for going out on a Friday night with your, with your buddies uh, or, or buddies and their wives or whatever, like the, the ha having, uh, whatever, Mo having partners involved is also tricky, whatever. There, there's a lot of like, um, uh, mm -hmm. 
there's a lot of planning around normal, quote unquote, normal adult gatherings. But jujitsu is like, oh yeah, we're going to, I expect you to show up there every day. All right. I'll show up there too. Like it's a, it's a very unique place. Um, I think it's, yeah. What, what makes it deeply meaningful is like we're social creatures. We, um, we find meaning in the, the interconnectedness between each other. And, um, I don't know. I, I've I've had that one chambered, so I needed to <laughs> get, get that rant out. So, but yeah, how how, how have you seen socializing in jujitsu like help you, or how is it? I don't know. It, I'll, I'll let you rant for a second. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think you 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 summed it up very well, and uh, f- feeling like the jujitsu school is is like a second home uh, yeah. or a home away from home, I think is, is so important as a culture to sort of cultivate in your school. And mm-hmm. if you have that, you truly have something special. Right. And, uh, yeah. I mean, so many times I've, um, you know, when, when nothing's uh, feeling like it's going right, I, uh, I go to the school and, mm-hmm. and sort of, um, just like take my mind off things i could focus on something else and i have uh tons of people that i could run something by or ask advice from or or people that are are more experienced than me in in life or in certain areas uh i could always run things things by them and yeah i think building that that camaraderie is huge it's it's important and uh, a lot of times the reason why people actually stay yeah yeah definitely and the i i, th- I talked to this I, me and my buddies talk about like have i ever regretted going to jiu-jitsu no like the, the, have i ever like has there ever been a day of like fuck i shouldn't have come or no like you feel great afterwards like you, you always like it, it may be a a drag to like try to get there, especially at 6am. Um, it like my, my first <laughs> thought every morning is like, fuck, like, <laughs> like my, as soon as my alarm goes off, I'm like, <laughs> like, like just suddenly whatever woken up like that. That's not my favorite thing to do, but I do it every day or every weekday. Uh, just because I know the, my motivations change. Like, by the day almost like it's either oh i gotta go there because um i need to help so-and-so with this thing or um oh i'm preparing for a tournament or like my motor i have like i don't know 10 different things that like get me out of bed and it's usually it's like a different thing every day so I, i guess it's something like but but at the end of the day it's like i i never i've never regretted uh, going to jujitsu and, and my buddy who like has gotten hurt recent, like he got hurt like six months ago. He, he tore his bicep on, on a, uh, uh, shot attempt on me. <laughs> like I sprawled and like, I did the tiniest, like whatever, uh, not name a sprawl, but, uh, I don't like know. A hip check, like a down block, mm. like the tiniest little, like mo- just moving my leg back and it like popped his bicep. So, uh, that thing was about to like was gonna go anyway, so I, I felt kind of bad. But even he said like, "Oh well, I 
like he was he was still glad to train that day just because he he got to train jujitsu. So it's um yeah, it, it's a strange thing where it's like we go there because it's hard, because it's like uh, a grueling like uphill grind and but we but it we're doing it with people that we eventually care about. Like when you first walk in you're like, I don't know any of these people and it's always hard for the for the newbie to come in because we all know each other. We all know that you're not <laughs> you're that you're new and it's it's on the culture to say, Oh hey, how's it going? I'm I'm Mike and like to for for be for it to be a welcoming culture rather than like, oh, who's this new whatever weirdo or whatever because we're all weirdos like it's 10th planet how how like we're not we're not full of ourselves like that i think if you're looking back what should we call this episode yeah um the first thing i think of when i wake up in the morning is (laughs) (laughs) all right done that's a that's a funny that's a funny line and uh some can be relatable i think to a lot of people but anyway yeah I couldn't agree more with what you said, and yeah. uh, that's something that's truly special about jujitsu, and and not even with jujitsu, with with other martial arts as well. So sure, something yeah. that I found to be a, a important part of my life too. Definitely, cool. Well, uh, yeah. So, you, since you're also our resident meme lord, like, what what thoughts do you have around memes or the importance of them? How are they? good bad funny not funny um the nature of memes huh well you know i think i think in some sense they're important i think that they could say things that uh words have a hard time saying mm-hmm. on their own a lot of times yeah um i've been sending my dad every alex jones meme he's a alex <laughs> jones fan uh-huh. Uh, that I could find, and yeah. um, man, some of those are so funny. Honestly, the right. thing I like most about memes are that they are so funny. I, I'm yeah. a, a not a not a comedian, but I love comedy. Yeah, and the, there are so memes like so many memes that that make me laugh, and mm-hmm. I think that's uh, that's their their greatest probably mm-hmm. asset or utility. Right, like it's a uh... Because you don't, with memes, you you sort of, like, if you see a meme for the first time, you don't really get it until you see, like, more of them, and then you get, like, the theme of it. And then, since we've had memes for, I don't know, 10 years now, uh, we all kind of understand the the image evokes a certain emotion, and then there's, like, usually text around it that, like... That, that that makes the makes the joke or something like that so yeah i, I it, it they've come a long way from like um success kid you remember success kid meme oh no? yes yes yeah. yes like, okay. or, or um so yeah i just saw a, an instagram reel about him he's like 16 <laughs> now to make up. you yeah to, to make you feel old uh, success kid is yeah like driving now which is kind of crazy but um yeah it, it's a it's a way to like that we it's a shared 
encapsulation of meaning and that set, that shared expectation i think that's how yeah the comedy comes about is that we expect it to be a certain follow a certain formula and then we were like ah yes it followed the formula ah ha ha that's funny yeah yeah there's there's i mean there's so much creativity mm-hmm. that could be in these memes it could be literally uh about virtually anything so many movies get chopped up and become uh memes like movie scenes and right. classic uh you know there's there's so many people like the crazy girlfriend mm-hmm. the the one with the veins poking out of the the guy's head yeah thing. right um and I mean, there's just, there's so many, and there's like a certain meta where there's like a certain chain, like evolution of how the meme progresses through time, just like how there is in jujitsu and, and a lot of other things. Sure. And it's kind of interesting to track the current meta of the meme. Sometimes, like, you need to like be a part of the different stages of the meta of the meme to be able to understand the the <laughs> meme later you know, yeah. where it's evolved to such a point where you know you try to like, show this to someone who's not um paid attention to this in this way and they're like what even is this you know right it's a interesting and, and powerful tool and i i probably spent too much of my life looking at memes you know i, I saw this meme that was actually hilarious where it's a scene from Breaking Bad where uh, he's like screaming in his basement because all of his money is gone. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, it's this picture of him like in complete agony where everything is like closing down around him. Mm-hmm. And the meme says, uh, when it's seconds before the end of your life and instead of memories with your families, just a bunch of memes uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, man that is so funny and uh, and true <laughs> that's hilarious yeah because yeah the internet takes up a large portion of our lives now like it's not yeah. just um like the psychological effect of that is we we have no idea like the, the how this shapes people because i i kind of like yeah i grew up with the internet like i i had a uh, an AOL connection ever since I could remember. And then, and then it was a cable modem. And then now we have like kids are getting cell phones, like out of the womb. So yeah. it, it's a, <clears throat> it's a wild technology that distributes ideas like memes, like not, not just like funnies, but like also, I don't know, just, you have the world's information at your fingertips and what, what we want to do is like laugh at cat pictures and like, <laughs> I don't know, just, we, we do the most like base stuff. Like we don't want to do any work. Like we, we don't want to like go read about like philosophy or business. And it's just, we want to, we want to whatever, turn our brains off and let, let the, let the bright screen, the bright pocket screen do the thinking. Versus while you're watching TV, while you might be on your laptop, like we have all these screens in our lives that that hold all of the world's information, but we don't want to go look at it. Yep. Yep. On my YouTube channel, my most popular videos are uh, videos of cats and dogs. Mm. Just like cute videos of cats and dogs. I'm trying to explain like 
the most important jujitsu concept <laughs> philosophies. Yeah. Got like, you know, 20 views. Yeah. And then it's like, a, you know, 13,000 views on this dog video I just right. posted. Yeah. Where, you know, it is what it is. It yeah. is what it is. It's the algorithm. And it's, I guess it's good to be diversified. Like, if you're going to be a YouTube creator, then, yeah, maybe your channel is, yeah, half jujitsu, half whatever your dogs and cats so i don't know it's interesting it's interesting how that i, w I was like looking at jujitsu youtube like the big jujitsu youtube accounts like i was like just kind of thinking in my head i was like okay what what would it take to be like a real quote-unquote real jujitsu podcaster and it's like it's very like i mean obviously very time intensive it's like like heavy into content creation heavy like you're you're creating everything like the um, the thumbnail, like I don't do anything with my thumbnails, even though it's super important for the algorithm and you have to like wordsmith the title. Um, actually, yeah, I listened to Mr. Beast on Lex Friedman and he like talked about how his brain is just tuned for, um, making YouTube videos and it's just a processor for okay, what's the title? What's the thumbnail? Like that, that's all he needs to like think of. And then the video can work itself out. Yeah. Yeah. I saw that same interview and, and, uh, Mr. Beast is incredible. Yeah. Yeah. He's incredible. He... With so many views. It's, he's got more views than, than Super Bowls or all the major like sitcoms and, mm -hmm. uh, like more views than like Seinfeld. Like it's, it's crazy. Right. Oh, many people have watched his stuff. Yeah. Yeah, and I've never watched any of his stuff. <laughs> that, that's the that's the strange. That's how I know I'm getting old. Is that I have no idea who the current YouTube creators are. I don't like listen to any of their stuff. I don't watch any of their stuff. Like the only YouTube I consume is like financial stuff. Um, maybe some jujitsu here and there, uh, or or like documentary, like history, um, investigation kind of things, like where people um or or i guess like uh i listen to like watch wisecrack or used to not not too much anymore but like video essays it basically like you could read this like they could like just post this as a blog and like talk about just you you could read it but it's not as entertaining so they make a 10 minute video with animations and things to go along with it just because we don't want to think too much we just want to sit back and watch something yeah, I don't recommend Mr. Beast's video for the actual content itself, but uh -huh. like if you want to see, I watched a bunch of his videos, and I I have a list written down somewhere of like all the things that he did that were like powerful and and right, where mm -hmm. uh, he's got an instantaneous hook that mm -hmm. is at the beginning of each one of his videos that that has something to do with the actual title of mm -hmm. the video. I see. The amount of cuts that he makes where there's like every three seconds at least there's a cut. The amount of brightness and the lighting that mm. is going on, the amount of retention that he's able to garnish from his videos. You're really watching an, an expert at work who's who's really being intentional to create these viral videos over and over and over again. Mm -hmm. And the more I watched, the more I started to understand his formula and mm -hmm. – uh, I think that could be something of valuable to you trying to create your own uh, platform as well. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. I, I'm not totally sold on it yet. Like I, 
I don't know, podcasts are easy because we can just create an hour of content here and then we can post it and we'll be done. Like I don't have to like cut up like a 10 minute video of like, yeah, hook and then whatever. But if I really wanted to yeah maximize it, then yeah, I would cut out that. I wake up in the morning and say, fuck, and then like put it at the front <laughs> and then like, and then pay off on the title and, and then, yeah, I don't know. I don't I guess maybe I'll do that. May I'll do that with this and we'll, we'll see what the retention is on it or the metrics. Cause yeah, it's like a, <clears throat> it's a gamification is, is all this, all these metrics are, um, I don't know. You, you want to see numbers go up. It's good. It's a good feeling to see numbers go up and see, see things do well. And yeah, YouTube, Instagram, all, all these are engineered to promote engagement from consumers and producers. Yeah, so. I think the uh, Lex Friedman show with uh, with Mr. Beast, they gave like a great like balance or different perspectives. And mm. Lex Friedman was like just trying to do whatever he felt would be best for the the art of whatever he was doing. Yeah, and how much like Mr. Beast has like optimized his. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I thought it was a fascinating conversation between them. Sure. Yeah, and, and that's kind of what I've thought of is like, I, I guess the podcast is called Humans of Grappling. So, and I I have a full schedule this week, which is kind of crazy. I, I'm talking to you. I'm talking awesome. to like maybe th three, maybe four other people this week, which awesome. is kind of wild, but. Um, yeah, I, 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 this was on hiatus for like a month and a half or two months because I just, yeah, didn't have my shit together, but it's, it's interesting how like people just, just want to get on talk and talk on podcasts and who, who I'm able to talk to just to, just because I can say, Oh, I have a podcast and people treat it like this. It's a special thing, but it's not, it's just us talking. Like it's not a, it's not an official thing. Like it's not a. It's not that serious of a thing. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know. It, it's like memes. It's not that serious. Yeah. Until it is. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Until memes like reshape society until, <laughs> until, uh, yeah, your podcast is now swinging pre presidential races and whatnot. Right. right. Like that. That's the, you, I don't know. It's the the chaos theory, butterfly flapping its wings in one part of the world leads to a tornado somewhere else, right? You you have no idea what you're contributing to because you just put out whatever whatever message you want to put out. You can, and you can at scale. Like if it catches on, somebody reposts it, reshares it. Like it can reach. You have no idea who or how many people and. I think that's the main reason why I wanted to do this is like, I just want to get more of my ideas out there and like my ability to, um, I don't know, I, I, I guess my ability to try to like, like think about things, but I'm not good at talking about them. So I have to like work on that skill. So thank you for being a drilling dummy today. My, uh, on my, that. Pleasure. <laughs> my pleasure.
Yeah. If I could give you a thought experiment uh -huh. uh, or something to to walk away with, um, I want you to think about how many. I know you're a lover of half guard. Half sure. guard is is one of your favorite positions. Mm -hmm. How many techniques are expressed by the mechanic of being able to torque the guy's lower leg to create that internal hip rotation? Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because what's... Let, let me... I'll answer that in a second. But what's interesting for... Like when I've been training with, um, uh, I trained with this former MMA uh, fighter, uh, really high level. He sits on the half guard leg, like on t from top. He he like pinches my my bottom half guard leg, and I think that's a response. It's like a pin. It's like keeping me there, mm -hmm. and I'm unable to access his lower leg when he does that because he sits he's sitting on it so i mean plus like he's in half guard he can just like whatever throw strikes and like it, that that's his mo like that that's the the game of his his sport so yeah you don't necessarily want to like pass the guard in the mma because you can just like um throw bombs from from half guard so that that's a an interesting like thing i've picked up on and I'm trying to like play with that. I'm like, okay, like, how do I, from a top per person perspective, like, I can just pin the guy here, just mm -hmm. sitting on their bottom leg because the bottom leg, as you, as you've, uh, uh, I pointed out to you, I guess, for the first time. I don't know how you, you made it to black belt without hearing about. Uh, you have to control the bottom leg to prevent them right. from standing up. Right. Uh, and j just kidding, I'm not. I'm not questioning your black belt at all. Or anything no, you're like that. good. That was uh, a great concept that I've yeah. thought a lot about. So yeah. I appreciate you you telling me about it. Right, but so it's the same thing. Like you're just from the top player, you're pinching that bottom leg, and they can't get up. Like if you're in an MMA fight, just stand up, bro. Well, you can't. So you're pinching it, and then you can like throw your strikes from there. So. To, to get back around to your question about uh, how many techniques, I don't know, dogfight, deep half, probably uh, some some form of X guard, maybe. Like, it, like, it's a way to pull them, and then if they correct, then you can get underneath them. So, I don't know. I... I would say dozens, like j just to be conservative. I'm, I'm sure there's, cause that's like, like you said, it, it controls their hip. Like you're, you're internally rotating that. And since you're locking out their hip, then they have to, they have to address that first. Like uh, otherwise they, they're going to blow their own knee out. Right. So like, like we talked about earlier is timing and, um, the more you attack, the more they have to defend. So what what's your what 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 answer were you looking for for the thought experiment just uh as you think and you go through your day um yeah. i want you to be like okay this technique this technique this technique this technique and see how many mm. you can think up that okay. uh, are just different expressions of that same 
mechanic. I see. Um, and, you know, to, to talk about the MMA fighter who, um, like, sits back in the top half guard, mm-hmm. there's so many ways to, like, reframe the way that you think about certain positions, like we were talking about in the beginning of this podcast, Yeah. where uh, half guard is a position where it's one of the best pinning positions. Mm-hmm. You solidified the guy to the ground in such a way that it's very difficult for him to get up in either direction. Mm-hmm. And you even see in MMA a lot of times people uh, putting themselves back into the half guard just for its utility right. of being a great pinning position. And that's like the modern meta uh, of MMA currently, yeah. I believe. Mm-hmm. And um, then things like the off-balancing from the bottom position where uh, you can off-balance him, you could push him, him backwards which would relieve some of the weight on your leg and the use of an, a proper underhook where you get a really deep underhook and you're able to put his hands on the floor behind you to mm-hmm. be able to open up that lower leg shift and to be able to be able to express that mechanic in many different ways I think is is important so you learn half guard and then you learn okay here's here's 800 techniques from half guard but can we distill it down and and think about them uh, as different mechanics, different concepts, different ideas, um, and the different principles that are actually making things work here so that you just realize that all of these techniques are just different ways of expressing the same thing. I guess what's the, to be devil's advocate here, like, I, I totally agree. Like, I think it's intellectually satisfying to, like, understand all these things are the same thing, but for the uninitiated or somebody who doesn't want to think that much, like why, why go through this exercise? What, 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 what would they get out of it if they weren't, I don't know. I I just teach me like five techniques, bro. And then I can win UFC. I I can say I train UFC. (laughs) I hear you. Like there has to be some, uh, understanding of, of the techniques to be able to understand the mechanics that are behind them. Yeah. Right. But I think the more that you show up to jujitsu class and the more that, that you learn, Mm -hmm. um, you come back to these techniques over and over and over and over again. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times you come back to them with a new perspective. Mm -hmm. So I think trying to distill in the student's mind, what the, the perspective is of of someone who's really looked at this technique many times and for them to be able to get that early Mm -hmm. um, is really important for their development Mm -hmm. and rather than trying to like master all of these different techniques that you'll be thinking about that involve this inwards hip uh, internal hip rotation Mm -hmm. um, that you're actually just finding different ways of expressing that same mechanical idea over and over again and you're just you just have to get better at one thing rather than trying to get better at you know the however many techniques you figure out that this thing actually is sure yeah yeah that makes sense and i i guess yeah like it's interesting to yeah grow your like my my buddy calls it grappling iq where you have a better sense of how to your your computer has a higher CPU, like you have more processing power 
the the more experience you have, the more mat time you have, the more you see the same thing or similar things, you can start to connect the dots between the two and start to see, like, for, for me, I, uh, when I first started working wrestling for uh, trials, like, a, a lot, like, uh, two years ago, I started to see is like, oh, this is sweeping. Like, I'm, <laughs> I'm trying to, like, sweep them uh, just standing. Like, yes. I, 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 because I had just sat on my butt for so long, and I just saw everything as a sweep. And it's just like, oh, I'm trying to get his butt to the ground, or I'm trying to get, like, and Greg the other day, like, solidified this even more. Is like, you either get their hands to the ground or their butt to the ground. Like, like that, those are the two goals. Like, you, you, your body will figure it out um, how to accomplish those goals. So, yeah. To give a coding example, you know, it would be like asking why why not write out, you know, the longest possible way to write this code or mm -hmm. why not have like a short little sentence that like gives meaning to everything that you would write out code wise, you know, there you it's go. Important, it's important to distill it down to those simpler one sentence nuggets and those one sentence, uh, wisdom ideas, you know, right now you, yeah, no, I, I'm proud. Now, Harvard has taught you, well, <laughs> and in, in speaking of coding, um, you've gone into chat GPT a lot. Yes. Yes. So what's, what's been your experience? What's the, the meta or what, what are the skills that you're developing with chat GPT? What, what excites you about it? Man, I've asked it so many different questions and I, I find that it's, just fascinating to hear its responses a lot of times mm -hmm. i ask it questions in things that i know a lot about uh which is basically jujitsu uh -huh. um and then you know it's it's fascinating to see you know if it can come up with a better answer than me on my own specialty mm -hmm. um and sometimes it does i'm like damn oh wow <laughs> what a what a great great uh answer that was you know at risk of being automated like yeah we, we won't yeah black belts will lose jobs we're, we're gonna <laughs> chat gpt is gonna put everybody out of business well it's funny you say that because it's not very good at explaining the actual technique itself it doesn't understand like how a, a body actually works like what are the the steps that i'm able to use with my body to make the actual technique uh, work or, or not work, but uh -huh. it's, it's interesting. Like one thing that I've been doing that's just been like so mind-boggling with it is I have it break down the the best works from all of the greatest philosophers, and then I mm. have it write me an essay on the <laughs> intersection between those philosophers' best ideas and how it relates to jujitsu. Oh wow! And it does it on like such a ridiculous level, uh -huh. and um, like gives you like ridiculous insights that you otherwise wouldn't have been able to come up with on your own. Interesting. Like it gives you the insights without doing the work. Like yeah. you don't have to go and read the books. It just comes to you yep. and you get to benefit from that. I wonder that, that, that nothing can possibly go wrong with this. <laughs> <laughs> no. Sounds totally fine. Totally safe. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, nothing, nothing yet can go wrong. Right. Um, yeah. And, you know, 
I, I've, I like it. It could write you a business plan on anything. It could write you a poem on anything. It could write you a, uh, an essay on anything, a short story, uh, a business plan. And it, it could do all of these things in a form of anybody. So mm. I had it write me a Thanksgiving uh, Day uh, food recipe in the theme of John Denner. And it did oh, it really? perfectly. So it's just like an unbelievable tool. I've never seen anything uh, quite like it. Mm -hmm. And just asking it crazy, crazy questions like, um, what are the most uh, like high-level math ideas that intersect with philosophy? Mm -hmm. And how it, it answer that? Um, different like perceptions around the concept of infinity. I, I enjoy hearing its responses on different um, perspectives on, on the, the creation of the universe, like what other theories are there besides the Big Bang and like what has been, um, like what are those theories and what like evidence has been found to substantiate those theories. And I mean, it's just really blown my mind in mm -hmm. how incredible of a tool that it could be if used properly. Yeah. Yeah, and, and that's the thing. It's like you have to learn how to prompt, like write these, like how long are your prompts? Do you like really, you have to be fairly specific on, on what you want in order for it to spit out what you want, right? In some ways, yes. In uh -huh. some ways, being more specific is um, a better way to get your question answered, but mm -hmm. sometimes being more open-ended mm -hmm. is a curious idea to see how um, the AI thinks. Like, for gotcha. example, I, I said, uh, what would it take for you to be sentient? And, like, hearing oh, shit. its own thoughts on that, <laughs> uh -huh. even though that's a pretty open-ended question, was, right. was interesting, you know? Gotcha. Yeah, so you're, you're going to be a chat GPT engineer, uh, prompt engineer, writing up prompts for whatever marketing copy and whoever will, will pay you for it. I think that's, that, that might be the next, like, I don't know. That, that's certainly an idea for like trying to monetize this thing, right? Like if you're spending all this time, you've got more, you're, you're, you're basically a blue belt in the early days of jujitsu where everyone else is a white belt. Like you're, you're this rare thing who's like spent crazy amounts of time on this chat GPT actually know how it works or kind of at least. And you just know more than everybody else. So I, I feel like it's a, it's a zigging where everyone's zagging and I don't know. I would just encourage you to pursue that if that's something you're like truly interested in. So thank you. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. It's, it's fascinating to hear, to hear about it right. and to like play with it as a, as a tool. Yeah. Cool. Um, so I, I saw you guys just announced a seminar in North Carolina. Uh, do you want to talk a little bit about that? Sure, sure. We're having a, a super camp where uh, some of the people were in a group chat. Some of the people in the group chat, um, Caesar, who runs Stillness Academy, it will be at his school in uh, Beaufort, South Carolina. Oh, South Carolina. Sorry. No, I, I, said, I said North Carolina. Uh, All good. Sorry. And uh, I'll be teaching there. It'll be a, th a three-day camp. And uh, Caleb, who uh, owns Alchemy Wrestling, will be there. And uh, Mitch, 
who is a uh, Muay Thai specialist and uh, biomechanics expert as well will be there. And we'll be having a three-day like super seminar where we're all teaching our uh, different sort of approaches to like similar ideas mm -hmm. and uh, you guys everyone listening is more than welcome to come out and and see that and it should be should be great dope yeah and that's because yeah all you guys are experts in different things and it's i mean you, you and caesar like are both black belts in jujitsu but like he his thing is like completely different like very holistic whatever still it's stillness academy somebody made a joke of like fidgeting academy of like <laughs> something that would like throw them off or something like that i don't know but um yeah so i i think yeah that's uh an interesting yeah intersection of perspectives and like chat gpt you you somebody going to that camp will uh get an intersection of insights and but they'll have to actually do the work and not just have it served up to them yeah. so yeah cool well thanks for hopping on ryan My uh pleasure. let's do it again at some point and awesome. uh i want to be ahead of everybody on the most attended <laughs> i'm already at number two we gotta right. get me at number three soon exactly all right sounds good have a good one mike thank, thank you so you. much for everything you too all right see you